Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. So I know in the beginning for me, you guys created like five different boards for me. And then you started filling those with various pins for my blog posts and products and things like that. Do you recommend that people create boards like that to house their pins? Yep. Um, and usually what I'll have people do is have a board that's just for your products, but then also have all these topic boards that you can um, sh- have shared information from all over Pinterest, those repins. Um, and then you also put your products that fit in that category in there as well. Um, now you have multiple places to, to pin your pins. And it's okay. Um, Pinterest doesn't like it if you have, like, tons of pins all going to the same link within a short amount of time. They, they will, like, flag your account for spam. But if you're just, say, doing your five best products and every two months you make a brand new pin for that same product, the same, like that doesn't bother them. So, um, so definitely you can make multiple pins for the same product, put them in different boards. You can play with what they look like. It's almost kind of like split testing because you can make two pins that are similar, but with like one major difference and then see which one does better and then make more pins. Um, like, yeah, I remember you guys created a few pins for me for one of my blog posts. And um, your freelancer contacted me and said, hey, this pin is really doing well. What I recommend is that you put like an email sign up in the middle of this blog post because lots of traffic is going to this, this blog post that was linked to this pin. So it's great because when you go back to Pinterest, you can kind of see how much traction each pin is getting, how many views, how many additional pins it's gotten. Um, so that's a really great thing. You can kind of create four different pins and, you know, for the same blog post, but pin them to different boards and make them all look different from a different angle. And for one of them, I remember I was looking on Pinterest today and it was all about how to hide your cat litter box in plain sight. And um, it was interesting because one of the pictures that was used was just performing very well. And another one that was a different pin for the same blog post hardly got any traction. So it's, it's a really good tip to make multiple pins for the same product, multiple pins for the same blog post, and just um, make sure that they each look differently. Yeah. And, th- and then you get double the SEO too, which is nice. Yep. Yeah. And if you'll notice, and Google loves Pinterest. Yes. I'm actually not exactly sure why, but they, I guess because they're similar because of all the search out, um, engine pieces of Pinterest. But when you look for something on Google, I guarantee you like five of the things on the first page of the search results are Pinterest boards. Mm-hmm. That's it's Google picks up on it really easily. So um, when I say that, it reminds me, make sure that you have quality SEO rich descriptions on not only your pins, but also your boards. Um, so because what does that mean? Oh, Deanna? Deanna, you're going to love me. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Thing? Okay. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Like if you can give people tips on the best ways to make your descriptions and titles SEO rich. Um, so, so SEO is basically just your, your keyword strategy. Um, 
mostly. It also has something to do with head- headlines and things like that on blogs. But if you're talking about it on social media, it's mostly the keywords and hashtags that you're using in the post. Um, that you want to describe the product. You can describe the product itself. You can describe who is likely to use the product. If it's a gift, what occasions do they get the gift for? Um, so all things that are related to your product. Um, and when you're doing multiple pins for the same one, you can do, you know, different ones. You can make one that's like, you know, get mom this cat litter tool for, you know, for Mother's Day. And another one can be um, for Father's Day, you know. So you can have different keywords with different pins, but they're all going to the same product. And everybody who follows me knows that my favorite SEO tool, besides Andy's tools, of course, is the search bar. So in Pinterest, you know, it's a search engine, just like Google, just like Amazon. So you start typing and it's going to show you what people are looking for, what people are searching for. So use that in your descriptions as well. So if you start typing in uh, gifts for dad and you see the long tail, it starts filling in Father's Day or it starts filling in dads who like cars, you know. Well, then, you know, see if you can utilize that whole long tail in your description and uh, and that's really going to be nice because it's going to match exactly what that suggested search term is. Yeah. Yep. And you can do some, you can do some manual research too. So if you look up similar pins and boards in the same categories as you and grab the ones that come up first, um, some will be at the top just because they're newer, but a majority of them will be up there because they're performing well. So if you can look at, you know, what keywords are they using um, and try to incorporate them into yours. And you can, you can edit pins. So you can add, you know, if, if you didn't feel like you got it quite right or you wanted to add something, you can go back and, and edit the description and add what you want. Or you can make a whole new pin with a whole new description. <laughs> yep. Do what strategy works best. Sure. Amy, I'm going to share my screen real quick so people can see what we're actually talking about. So yeah. what Amy was saying is, all right, can you guys see my screen? Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. So like you can see here, um, here's my recent searches. This is, you know, I'm, I'm doing some research, but so, you know, keto, oops, keto, keto. So you can see here, of course, that there's going to be some suggestions here, but the other thing on Instagram is if you if, are on Pinterest, if you hit um, enter, then you'll see here, here are supporting keywords. So keto recipes, keto diet for beginners, keto meal plan, all that. You click on that, it dives even deeper. So this is, you know, how you can do your keyword research. Now, you, Deanna, you'll like this. So here's one of the... Your thing, okay. So here's, so we'll do keto. Um, and this, um, you know, this is, this is going to be a huge shortcut. But the other cool thing is, um, which actually, oh, there it goes. Um, the other cool thing is we actually integrated it right into the post. Sorry, right into the create. So right here. So you can do this. So what this will do is this will go out and it'll find kind of the exact same thing we were just doing manually. So you can see right here, keto recipes, keto diet for beginners. It's all the ones. So you can just click in the description, click on, okay, I want these three as keywords The drop them in. It'll drop it into your description. Then you can go and fill this in, um, you know, before and after it. And then, um, you know, say you want um, keto crock pot and keto dinner as hashtags. Then you click that button. It'll turn them into, into uh, hashtags. So, this kind of does all your SEO right on right on page or right when you're posting a new pin. So that's why this this tool is really cool. Um, it's just one of the few things that it'll do. Um, but anyway, since we we're on that subject, I thought I'd show you. Um, yeah, so here, so it's going through and showing you um, 
for some reason it's not uh of course whenever you demo anything right amy it's <laughs> there we go so you can see here so it's giving you the the top you know 79 80 it's it's going to search through and go through so it's giving you all the results and then you can also click on this down arrow here and then it'll give you it'll dig deep for that specific um that specific keyword so um if you wanted to go get more on keto recipes you click that down arrow then it'll go through and, and do all that but anyway enough on that all right back to Deanna. I love it. That's, it's really cool. Isn't it? It's fun. I'm ready to, I'm ready to play with that. So, so we got into, what about your tools, Deanna, that you use for Pinterest? Do you have any recommended tools that you'd recommend to others or tricks? Um, So the majority of tools we use for Pinterest is more about um, the image creation, making the pins themselves. So, um, I, you know, I have Photoshop and I can use that, but even, even with, even with that tool, um, I find myself using the, the web-based, um, applications more like, um, like Canva and PicMonkey. I like PicMonkey better than Canva, but I actually have a paid account on both so that all my freelancers can use, you know, which ones they like better, but both of them come with, um, some pretty good templates that you could use. Um, or you can make your own, um, both allow you to save your own templates. So, um, a lot of times we make templates and share them, you know, the best performing ones with each other. Um, well, they all log in as me to these (laughs) accounts, so, um, they can have access to all the ones that I make. Um, but those are the two big ones for image creation for Pinterest, um, and what do you find in image creation that performs really well? Like what's your go-to strategy for a Pinterest pin, for example? Um, so on Pinterest, there's a, a couple um, image rules that always seem to work. And one is that the picture needs to be long or taller than it is wide, kind of like a bookmark shape. And we use kind of three different um, sizes of that. So there's like regular or well, on uh on the pick monkey templates, it's called like, you know, like short, medium and long. And, um, we use those three sizes. Um, and we try to incorporate both pictures and words. Um, and lately we've been going for words like repin now, or, you know, pin now shop later, you know, things like things like that, that, um, will get people hopefully to save it. Um, Okay. Of course you want people to click on it and buy right away. But even if they don't, if they, at least if they're saving it, that boosts it up in the, in the search uh, rankings and plus it's repins now to multiple people's boards. So So call to action right in the, right in the photo. That's great. That is a good tip. Action. And then it depends on what it is. So like if it's, if it's a product that has multiple colors, we can do multiple colors going down that that works good for the long pins you can do the different colors going down and then words on the side um so we've been doing that a lot with t-shirts lately um hats or tote bags or whatever that you sell we'll put like all five colors going down so they can see all the choices now it only links to one but um you, you you get the idea at least that oh i can get this in five different colors 
Oh, so you're showing all the different color shirts, for example, right in the pin and just kind of like stacking them down. Okay. And I didn't even know, I always just use the Canva Pinterest template, but I didn't know that there was these short, medium and long. So now that kind of gives me a good strategy to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Amy, in the, in the Canva thing, there's a bookmark setting, um, an actual like setting. I think it's like, a, I can't remember what it is, but that actually works the best, um, at least in, yeah. to, get, to make those long in, images. Have you seen that, Deanna? Yep. Yeah. The bookmark setting. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think you type in bookmark. We call it bookmark shaped, the Pinterest shape that works good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called bookmark. Let's see. Yeah, bookmark. It's two by six inches, but for some reason, I don't know what the pixel count is, but that seems to work well. Awesome. Yeah. That's okay. I'm going to definitely check that one out. You guys are giving me so much homework. See, you're just making more work for me now. (laughs) So the last question I have about Pinterest, um, and anybody who's listening right now, feel free to throw some, some questions out there if you have some. But my last question is, again, we asked this for Instagram, but what about Pinterest? What's the best way to drive product sales on Pinterest? I'm going to go on the organic side. I'm going to go with picking out shirts that are already, or not sure, products. (laughs) Um, I'm used to talking to print on demand. Um, Products that are um, already selling, um, proven sellers and making a lot of pins for those because it can that can help build your Pinterest account, you know, and then when you're launching new products on an already existing popular Pinterest account, you know, it, you'll have a much easier road. So if you, if you have, at least you know, have an idea of what some of your bestsellers are, I'd work on those, do multiple pins for those, create multiple topic boards that your stuff will fit into. Um, and then um, they do have advertising on Pinterest. I have not had the best luck with it myself. Um, and I've even sat on some meetings um, of some bigger name sellers who got themselves interviews with the marketing department at Pinterest, where Pinterest noticed that they had a large account and that they had done some ads. So they reached out to us and said, Hey, do you want to meet with us? We'll run your ads. You know, we're the experts since we work for Pinterest. And so, so their interest was peaked. They got on the call. Um, I got on the call with them. And, um, they pretty much flat out told us that if you were not spending a thousand or more dollars per day on an ad, it wasn't going to perform well. So the Pinterest advertising that works, I mean, you can spend only a tiny amount, but like it, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't get enough views. So I think the main difference between the Pinterest and say like Facebook marketing is that the it's just what people's expectations are for the, the site. Um, if people see a Facebook ad or sponsored post and they click on something, it's already in their mind. I'm clicking on something that I'm, I might purchase right now if it looks good to me. Whereas on Pinterest, people are kind of thinking of ideas to save for later. So you don't get as many of those immediate sales. Um, it doesn't not mean it's not a good marketing tool because over time, people will come back and they will buy the products. Um, it's almost why, well, it is why we push the Instagram with the product tagging so much because it's more immediate. It's like when they click on it, they take right to the buy link and they're going to buy it if they want it on Pinterest. The mindset when you're on Pinterest is these are ideas for me to save for later. That's just what's what the whole purpose of the site is. So 
advertising dollars wise, I I'd spend more on Instagram or Facebook and Pinterest wise, I would build for your long-term organic uh, sales. Yeah. Deanna, I think you're right. I think when we've, you know, I'm still getting, getting into the platform, but you know, you know me, Amy, I like to, to turn all the knobs and I've been playing with all <laughs> kinds of different things. I've tried the advertising and we actually do have a, an account manager. Um, uh, we don't spend a thousand bucks a day. We're at a hundred. I think that's, I think that's what they're asking for now. I think when they first started the program, it was a, a little bit less. Um, but, um, we have, we, we, we just started working with them. So I don't know if it's going to, uh, you know, work out. I don't know. I'll let you guys know. Um, but I think the best, uh, w- what seems to be performing the best is when you give some type of tips or instructions. So like when you scroll through Pinterest, like I'm on Pinterest right now, and maybe it's just because of, you know, what I look at. But, you know, everything's like, um, you know, supplies needed to sell on Amazon. Um, you know, the top four, uh, you know, top 50 Amazon hacks. Like, it's a, like lists, like like lists, like lists and tricks and things like that seem to be really huge. Um, and, and how you can utilize that or, or use that is to drive people to a blog post. And then, you know, it's the, it's the new way of advertising where you're embedding your ads or your products in that blog post. You know, so like the top five, uh, like for maybe like if I was going to, um, you know, advertise sell RCO is like the top five PBC tricks. And then at some point I mentioned like our PBC tool, you know, in that article. So you're, you're giving a ton of value and, you know, like lots of value, little sell. That's kind of the new way of doing things. Um, and I think if people utilize that technique on, uh, at least on Pinterest for us, it's, that seems to be working pretty well. Yep. Yeah. And I think that was kind of the technique of that blog post that the pin was performing really well. Then what I did was off, did an offer in the middle of, of you scrolling through the blog post. I did an offer that of a related product. So um, that I think was helpful. And I got a lot of traffic from that because it wasn't salesy up front. So that's really great, great tip. And then also I've noticed with Pinterest, I have had some luck with, um, with advertising on the weekend because a lot of people are on Pinterest on the weekends. So what I'll do is I'll create pins and then I'll run an ad with them over the weekend. And then I'll stop the ad and just leave it organic. And I notice I get a lot more organic spread after running an ad over the weekend. So that's another tip um, that I'll usually give people when they're launching is first that I'll build out those boards, you know, not just products, but other, other interesting things too. build out the boards with your stuff, other people's stuff, make it look interesting, something that people are going to want to follow. And then, you know, a few of those run an ad just over the weekend and, you know, test it out and then leave it just organically spread from there because hopefully you'll get some pins and some saves from that ad over the weekend. Um, and so th- that's just kind of something that has worked for me as far as advertising goes. But you're right, Deanna, it's not, it's not like, oh man, I'm just getting like so many sales from this. It's crazy. I got to advertise my products on Pinterest 24 seven, you know, just yeah. it's not, not the same. I think there's something kind of inherent, like in the algorithms that's built in, that's not really talked about that. If you are willing to spend some money here and there on advertisements that like your account overall does better. Like, I I think it's a combination of the fact that you did bump some, you know, do some bumps of advertising that got you further reach. And also the fact if you're willing to spend some money, they're willing to give you more coverage. Yeah. One cool thing about uh, one other cool thing about the uh, Pinterest advertising um, is that like, uh, like, you know, we were talking about this, how stuff sticks is a lot more sticky on, on Pinterest. 
the cool thing about Pinterest is if you do some advertising and you get those pins, those pins don't go away. So, you know, if you're trying to boost that, you know, that one, that one pin and you run an ad on it, say for a couple of days, those, those pins aren't, aren't going to go away. And I, I, I've seen that like work fairly well too, is to just do, uh, you know, do a little bit of, of advertising up front and then kind of get that pin to float up and then kind of uh, stick there. One thing really quick before I forget, Deanna, I, I, I keep seeing, uh, so I get boards, but what are sections? Um, I don't quite get that because to me, a section is just like, I, I assume it's like a sub board. It's like a, like a, like a category within a board, but do you know like what the use is and how to utilize those? So um, confusing for me. Um, I can tell you why they added them, but my personal advice, I don't use them and I okay. don't recommend anyone uses them. Um, so people were building boards that were just ginormous, like a wedding planning board, and they would have 2,000, 3,000 pins. Um, now this would be more, so this is more for the person who's using it um, for their personal use. So they want to have one board that says wedding, and then they want to have centerpieces, invitations, all these in different sections, so that it's organized for, for them. When you're doing boards for a business, I think you get much more um, use out of a creating multiple, you know, breaking those out into their own separate boards um, and also using the psychology of the infinite scrolling. You don't, they don't want to go and then click a section and then go into this. They don't want to do like nesting, nesting, you know, you lose people. So they just want to scroll and scroll and scroll (laughs) forever. Then it just gets to where they just keep scrolling. And now they're on your pins from like a year ago. Um, I think that that's more beneficial than organizing everything into those sections. So it just depends on what you're used for. If it's for personal use, for sure. If you, um, if you have a business or something and you want people to use this as like, you know, resources that you're recommending, then I can see also having big boards with sections um, that's connected to a blog personality or a Facebook community personality. But just for selling e-commerce, I, I would rather see more boards, slightly smaller. Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed like for me. It seemed like, uh, you know, why, um, at least on the SEO side, because of course that's where my expertise lies, is why would you do a, a subcategory when you could take that term and put it into a new board and get that link juice and that SEO for that whole new board, because I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know how Pinterest works, but for my, all my knowledge on all these other algorithms, you know, generally you're going to probably get more uh, ranking from a board than you are from a section. So why, why hinder that section under a board? Yeah. If if their algorithm works anything like how, how traffic works like on blogs, then yeah, you're, you're going to get more traffic on the top level stuff and not the right. stuff hitting three yeah. or four clicks. All right, good. I'm glad my assumptions, <laughs> I agree with my assumptions. So before we um, have Deanna plug herself, because I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to get in touch with her after this. Right. Um, we just had one more question on our sheet and that was influencers. Do you have any advice, any insight into using influencers on these platforms? And uh, what are your thoughts on that, Deanna? So I, um, just about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, I did an entire um, uh, section. Our, our Facebook group is called um, Social Media for Small Businesses and or for Small Business. Um, and we just recently did a unit. So we have it broken. We, we used the, the lesson uh, template 
And so we have uh, Instagram unit. And one of the lessons in there is all about influencer marketing. So um, and we did a whole, whole thing on that. Um, so as far as smaller brands, I would go after influences, influences that are on the rise. People, they, um, the more followers they have, the more expensive they're going to be. So um, if you pick someone who has, and this, this kind of goes back to what I was saying in the very beginning of, I would rather have somebody promoting my products. Maybe they only have 5,000 followers, but they're really engaged with those followers. They talk to them a lot and they talk to them back and forth a lot. I would rather have that person than someone with 15,000 or 50,000 who got all their traffic, you know, by buying it and don't really have any connection to their, to their users. So um, if you find those kind of up-and-coming influencers, people that have less than 10,000, um, you know, close to but less than the 10,000 mark, um, you're going to find people who are just now getting into doing in sponsored posts and would be willing to do them for super cheap or even for an exchange for free products. Um, so I, I would definitely go after the rising stars rather than the big fish um, at first. and then. Um, basically you just contact them and it's better to con it's better to have like a little conversation going back and forth first because people send so many spam messages dms on instagram now like every time you follow someone you get like a, an instant message from them that sounds really generic um so just so that they know that you're a real person reaching out to them and this wasn't just like an automated post you pushed out to hundreds hundreds of people um to talk back a little uh, a little bit back and forth and then ask if they're interested in doing any sponsored posts or a review of your product in exchange for the product. Um, and that could definitely be useful. Um, you want to decide up front what you want to ask them to do. Like how long do you want them to have like the link up to your product? Um, like maybe if you had them add it to their bio, do you want it up for like 72 hours? Do you want it up for 24 hours? You know, um, are they going to do just a, are they going to do like an unboxing video um, that's going to go away after 24 hours or are they going to put it on their um, highlight reel? You know, so there's so many different ways you can structure the agreement, um, but you want to just be very clear just so you know what you're getting and they know what's expected of them. Um, Got it. Yeah. Well, I, oh, go ahead, Amy. Well, I put your link to uh, social media for small businesses um, in, in the chat. So anybody who wants to join your group and check out that unit, I'm definitely going to check out that unit because that's really great advice. And I've been looking for uh, techniques on how to go after those rising stars instead of the big ones. We just had one question, um, in the group here. Is this something that would work for wholesalers who aren't selling products in the same category or targeting the same group of people? And how would that look? So do you have like, experience with just a bunch of random products that so um for instagram you're you're pretty much stuck to a, a, a niche um it's very difficult to build a following when you're all over the place and when people follow people on instagram based on their interests so you kind of have to your product has to be related to those interests and if they go to your page and they just see a bunch of random products with no context, um, they're not, they're probably not going to follow you. Um, so Pinterest would be a lot better for that. Um, 
on Instagram, if you, if you did have a, um, at least one, um, you know, topic of focus on that you could build out, um, then you could always use the advertising piece to, to do standalone ads. Um, well, you can even do that without a, um, Instagram account now because you, they, they added it to the Facebook business manager. So you can make Instagram, um, ads and Facebook ads for your products in a standalone manner like that without having an account. Um, Got it. So it's more, more like organic growth for Pinterest would be better long, long term. If you, if you were going to sell that product line for a long time, um, otherwise just individual Facebook ads or something would be, or maybe just tagging those products. You might be still. um, So tell us about you and how we get in contact with you. And somebody asked about the cost of your services. <laughs> if you want to call that out, you can, but otherwise, you know, well, I will say, yeah. um, so if you, um, I guess one of the easiest ways would be if you join that group, you can just send me a direct message and I'll, I'll link you. We have a landing page. Um, but it's like long. <laughs> I would have to link. I'd send you the link to it. But the, one of the yeah easiest way would be just to to join the group and just send me a direct message. Um, also, my my Facebook account is public, so you can always friend me on there or send me a message um, on there as well. And I'm the only Deanna Blustra. Um, <laughs> there's nobody else with my same name on Facebook. Um, You're also in Amazing at Home, so they can find you yeah. in Amazing at Home. Yeah. Um, and you post hilarious stuff on your, I love being your friend on Facebook because you just like, you post the most hilarious stuff. I love it. <laughs> um, so uh, as for services, we have like a huge list of services now. It's, it's just kind of grown over time. So we have everything from completely taking your account over where you don't have to do anything to things where we we're doing like half we're doing, you know, the hard stuff and you're doing some of the, you're picking up some of the easy stuff on your end to, to lower your costs so that fits into people's budgets. Um, and then we have one-on-one lessons. Um, I can tell you the one-on-one lessons are becoming more and more popular because people want to, they want to save that monthly cost, but they want to learn how to do it just to get started. Um, so the one-on-one lessons, they are a hundred dollars and it's two calls, 45 minutes. Um, is the 45 to an hour on the first call and like 30 ish minutes on the second call, um, where we go over everything step by step, how to do everything, um, how to get the traffic, how to get your hashtags, all that for your specific business. Um, and then we do the follow up call several weeks later, um, whenever you want to set it up that will go over what you've done during that time and see how things are going, if you need to change strategy, things like that. Um, and then we have all the way down to like, if you, you want to do all your own Pinterest stuff, but you want someone else to make all the mock-ups, all the, um, you know, the, the custom pins, um, and you're going to pin them, you're going to do everything that you just want to purchase, um, have those made for you. So we have kind of a, a big, um, something that could probably fit for just about anyone. You've got so like quite the social media menu. <laughs> <laughs> so they should visit you at social media for small businesses on Facebook and, um, and go from there. Well, thank you so much, Deanna, for your time today. Yes. Thank you. It's nice meeting you. Yes. <laughs> it's been so helpful. And you know, Andy usually sticks around for extra, extra innings. We call I, them. Yep. I'm going to do extra <laughs> innings, but not that long. Cause I got to, I I'm on my, uh, my wife's uh, doing an open house today. So I have to, uh, 
she's tapped me to go pick up my daughter early today. So uh, I'm only going to do like 10 minutes of extra innings today, but uh, <laughs> I will be here. But you're welcome to bow out, Deanna. I usually bow out as well to cook yep. dinner for the fam. So um, anybody who wants to stick around and Q&A, uh, you're welcome to. Yep. Otherwise, we will talk to you soon at the next Seller Roundtable. Yeah. All right. See you guys later. Have a good one. Bye. Amy. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundTable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.